This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio proudly presents The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross. From the earliest roots of the Christian faith, music has played a central role in holy worship. For the next hour, let your spirits soar as we highlight selected pieces of beautiful sacred music from the rich history of the Catholic liturgy. Now, here's the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Welcome to the Glory of the Mass, a weekly program devoted to beautiful sacred music performed as part of the Catholic liturgy. I'm your host, Terry Ross, and in today's program, we'll concentrate on music for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time and for the Feast of St. Luke, which occurs each year on October 18th. St. Luke, the author of the Third Gospel and of the Acts of the Apostles, was a native of Antioch in Syria a physician, and one of the early converts from paganism. He accompanied St. Paul on a considerable part of his missionary journey. He was also Paul's companion while Paul was in prison at Rome on two different occasions. His account of these events contained in the Acts is first-hand history. St. Luke's Gospel is principally contained with salvation and mercy, and it contains some of our Lord's most moving parables, like those of the lost sheep and the prodigal son. Dante called St. Luke the historian of the meekness of Christ. It is also St. Luke who tells us the greater part of what we know about Jesus' childhood. According to tradition, Luke was an artist. He consecrated his pencil to the holiest use and handed down to us the features of the Mother of God. It was an illustration worthy of the gospel which relates to the divine infancy. And it won for the artist the gratitude of those who never saw Jesus and Mary in the flesh. St. Luke did not personally know our Lord, and like St. Mark, the author of the second gospel, he is not included among the apostles. For this reason, the gospel chosen for their feast is the account of the sending forth of the 72 disciples. According to St. Jerome, St. Luke died in Achaia, Greece, at the age of 84 and it's unknown whether or not he died a martyr's death. His name means bringer of light. St. Luke wrote a greater volume of the New Testament, including the earliest history of the Church, than any other single author. Ancient traditions also acknowledge Luke as the founder of Christian iconography, making him a patron saint of Christian artists, as well as of doctors and other medical caregivers. St. Luke is unique in being the first Christian physician on record. Untold thousands have followed in his footsteps. Physicians can look to St. Luke as an example, but so can historians, because his writings are very much in the Greek tradition. Some students of biblical history adduced from Luke's writings that he was the only evangelist to incorporate the personal testimony of the Blessed Virgin Mary, whose role in Christ's life emerges most clearly in his gospel. Some traditions hold that Luke became a direct disciple of Jesus before his ascension, while others hold that he became a believer only afterwards. 
Now, you may already know that in these programs, we focus on the parts of the Mass that are traditionally sung by a cantor or choir. Of these, there are ten. Five of them, called the proper, are on texts particular to the day of the church calendar, and five others, called the ordinary, whose texts are unchanging, are used at many different times of the church year, such as today's Mass by the 16th century Italian composer Giovanni Pierluigi da Palestrina. These ten alternate with one another throughout the Mass until the final distribution of the Eucharist at Communion. The first five of these are called the proper because the text of each is specific to the day it is sung. Today, we'll hear four of these. The introit, or entrance of the celebrant, the gradual, sung after the first reading, the alleluia, sung after the second, and the offertory, sung while the celebrant prepares the gifts for communion. I found beautiful motet settings of three parts of the proper. We'll hear the other, the introit, in the traditional Gregorian chant. And we'll also enjoy all five parts of the ordinary, the Curie, the Gloria, the Credo, the Sanctus, and the Agnus Dei, in the form of Palestrina's Misa Dum Complerentur. The text, which deals with Christ's appearing among the apostles in a mighty wind, is more suited to Pentecost, but that feast day occurred back in June, so we'll use it here. We'll start with the first music of the Mass, the introit. Today's text is Ego Clamavi, from Psalm 16. I have called out because you answer me, O God. This will be sung for us in Gregorian chant by chance scholar Merrick Klein. Thank you. 
That was today's introit, Ego Clamavi, sung in Gregorian chant. Now, before we begin Palestrina's Mass Ordinary, I think it interesting to insert here the motet Dum Complirentur, also by Palestrina, on which that Mass is built.
We've heard Palestrina's motet, Dum Complirentur. And now we'll start Palestrina's Mass Ordinary, built on this theme. Palestrina is undoubtedly the most frequently performed of all the great composers of the High Renaissance. He wrote hundreds of Masses and a large quantity of other sacred music from his workplace in Rome. We'll begin with the Kyrie, the Lord have mercy, of his Misa Dum Complirentur.
We've heard the Kyrie of the Misa Dum Comprerentur by Palestrina. And now we'll go to the Gloria of the same Mass. In services, the Kyrie and Gloria are usually sung without a pause between them, except for the intonation Gloria in Excelsis Deo, the opening words of the Gloria or Greater Doxology.
That was the Gloria of today's Mass Ordinary by Palestrina, probably written about 650 years ago. We come now to the second part of the proper, the gradual, Salvum fac populum tuum, from Psalm 27. Save your people, O Lord. We'll hear this in a motet setting by the Neapolitan Baroque composer Alessandro Scarlatti. The performers are La Stagione Armonica.
was today's gradual in a motet arrangement by Alessandro Scarlatti. Next in order of the sung mass is the Alleluia, Lauda Anima Mea, Praise the Lord, O My Soul. As luck would have it, one of the great composers of the Renaissance, Orlando de Lasso, set this text as a motet. We'll hear it performed by the group I Fiamingi, a Dutch ensemble based in Tuscany. was the Alleluia proper of our Mass for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And now we've come to the spiritual midpoint of the Mass, the Nicene Creed. And it will be the credo of Palestrina's Misa Dum Complementur.
was a central bit of today's Mass Ordinary, the Credo, in a Mass Ordinary setting by Palestrina. And now, for the next part of the proper, the offertory, Meditabitor, I shall meditate upon your commandments, which I greatly love. This text has been set by Joseph Reinberger, a late 19th century composer born in Liechtenstein, who spent his musical career in Germany. The singers are members of the Phoenix and Kansas City Chorales. That was Joseph Reinberger's setting of our offertory for today, Meditabitor. We'll next continue with our Mass Ordinary by Palestrina with his Sanctus.
That was Palestrina's beautiful setting of today's Sanctus. Next up is the fifth and last part of the Mass Ordinary, the Agnus Dei, or Lamb of God. was the Agnus Dei of our featured Mass for today, the Misa Dum Complerentur by Giovanni Pierluigi da Palestrina. And with it, we must bring an end to today's program. I hope you've enjoyed the chant, the motets, and Palestrina's Mass Ordinary for the Feast of St. Luke. And I hope you'll tune in next week as we celebrate the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time with another Mass by this month's featured composer, Palestrina. You can listen again to this program or to any of our programs in this series and see our playlists by visiting our website at materdayradio.com. Once there, click on the programming menu and choose the Glory of the Mass 163. As always, we welcome your comments. You may email us at info at materdayradio.com. 
Glory of the Mass is produced by Patrick Ryan for Mater Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. I'm your host, Terry Ross, wishing you a pleasant autumn weekend. This has been the Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross, a weekly examination of the beautiful music of the sacred liturgy of the Catholic Church. For more information about this program, including a playlist from today's show, visit the Glory of the Mass online at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.